Hi, everyone. It's Megan. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Woo as Fuck. We have officially launched the podcast as of a few days ago, which is really exciting. And um, have our first patrons and everything, which is really cool. Um, Join us this week for a discussion about energetic jello and how to clear it, starting your next big project, and being authentic to yourself and finding your community. We have a collective reading where we each pulled cards prior to recording, and then a few cards throughout. Thank you so much for joining us, and let's get into it. Hi, it's Megan. Hi, it's Lisa. And we're out of the woo closet. <laughs> All right. So today we wanted to um, do some collective readings for messages that are important for everyone to hear or to, I don't know, just collective readings. <laughs> yeah, messages that we're getting from source that uh, seem like overarching themes for what the collective is going through right now and maybe some cheat codes in your life that you can implement to make things a little bit easier at this time. Yeah. So um, we both had some pretty powerful readings. We did them before the podcast. And do you want to talk about yours first? Yeah, sure. Um, okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain each card and then I'm going to explain my interpretation of it because a lot of it I do intuitively. Um, it's not necessarily the actual interpretation of that card in traditional tarot, but I want you to all see what I'm seeing in your mind's eye. So let's see. Where we start here is we're at the star card. That's the overall energy of the reading. And that tells me that what we're really focusing on right now as a collective is learning how to nurture, to nurture ourselves, to nurture the earth, but that we're also experiencing this renewed sense of hope. And I see this a lot in going out. You know, people don't have their masks on anymore. People are going out to eat. The movie theaters are open again. So I think that all of us are really in this state of like opening to abundance in a place that we weren't before. Something that we like what is known for us right now is the King of Swords card. And to me, that tells me that what we're focusing on is having clarity and working on clear thinking, being objective and being logical and rational about our decisions. But there is some sort of just natural resistance that happens there because we're in a collective space of harnessing our emotional bodies in a way that nourishes ourselves and the earth in a more effective way. But then we're also operating in this energy of the mental sphere of being logical and objective. So we've got that going on. What's being hidden from us right now is we're not able to access the emotional fulfillment that we could be accessing because of our fears and our anxieties. And that's coming, it's showing up here as the Ace of Cups in reverse, as in the unknown position. And then what's clarifying that, so I asked, you know, what is unknown? And I got the Knight of Wands, the Two of Wands, 
and the, well, the Knight of Wands and the Two of Wands. So we'll start there. That tells me that there's some type of internal, external exploration that we're really not doing right now, that we're putting off because we're afraid, but that if we didn't put it off, what's sitting on the other side of that is the Ace of Cups, which is literally emotional fulfillment. So how do we get to that, right? That's the next question. And what came out is the reversed Four of Cups. And this is a gentleman that's sitting at the you know, the edge of a tree and the divine is literally offering him a cup. They're offering him a gift and he's just ignoring it. But this came out in reverse. So this tells me that we are going to be accepting what's being offered to us, that we're moving into that energy, but there needs to be, and I'm, I'm hearing this now strongly, the time is now and there needs to be a sense, needs the wrong word. Uh, we're being invited to cultivate a sense of adventure. I've heard a lot of other readers talk about this sense of wonder. For me, it's coming out much more as adventure and exploration, not necessarily outside of your home and not necessarily in a sense of travel, although that would be great. It's much more about, you know, on your walk home, are you looking at the trees? Are you literally stopping and smelling the flowers? Is there something that's your favorite thing in your house that you can just pick up and look at and really appreciate and have like this sense of, oh my gosh, I'm really creating my reality. Because once we do that, we're able to invite in this breakthrough. And what this, okay, I'm seeing this strongly. What this breakthrough is, is it's a break. This is so interesting, you guys. I did this reading before and uh, sat with it and interpreted it. And now I'm getting, now that I'm connecting, I'm getting more messages that are specific with these cards. I'm experiencing the same thing with mine. Because um, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm hearing you and I'm feeling you channel and receiving all of your messages. And then things that you're saying are kind of like in line with what my stuff is. And I feel like I'm just getting like a dump of downloads as you're talking. <laughs> I think we should talk about that after. I think yeah, because I'm almost done. And then I want to hear what your downloads are on my downloads. <laughs> um, but uh specifically about, I, I can feel you here, Megan, in this reversed Ace of Swords. So I'm seeing, I'm very much seeing in my mind's eye, a sword slashing through what, I'm like seeing Neo in the Matrix and all of those, uh, you know, like coding that goes down. And I'm seeing us literally slash through that. And then once that happens, there is this offer from the divine of financial abundance, but the tone of my voice is strange when I said financial abundance, because it's not financial in the way that we perceive now. What the outcome is, is the Ace of Pentacles. And the, the way that I'm reading the Ace of Pentacles in this reading is a new form of abundance. What we perceive to be abundance is going to be different. And that ultimately, this is because we're experiencing the death of a way that we used to live, which is creating a new cycle for us completely. And that's being shown with the death and the world card. We're also being asked to see things from a bigger perspective right now. Uh, Megan, what came through for you on that? So it's hard to verbalize because, you know, a lot of it's feelings, but 
one of the things that I got from that when you were talking about having those moments of appreciation and that by finding the little joys and actually really appreciating them, um, it just, for me, it circles back to that grid work. And then I, when you were talking about that, I could just clearly see that if we all intentionally took those moments of joy, um, because it's like opening a whole new world for us because we are like collectively doing that grid work with intention because there's a difference between doing it because it does genuinely bring you joy and you don't think about it. But when you, you're making the actual decision that you are choosing happiness and you are choosing to indulge or choosing to really feel your feelings, whether they're good or bad and work through them, that intention is a key that's going to unlock, especially if we're all doing it mindfully. And I just saw what I think you were talking about there, where it literally creates like a, like a hole in the programming. Like yeah. Well, like a, like an es- escape is the word I want to say, but words aren't accurate. <laughs> but uh, it's like, yeah, like a bigger perspective because everything's ha- Can you explain a little bit more? You said um, an expansion. Uh, so if we all take the moments of joy and make it the decision to choose to be happy, then what happens in the grid space? So what I see happening whenever we are choosing, because it's not just about happiness, it's about choosing to honor your emotions is the way it's coming through for me. So if you are choosing to honor, you know, in the moment I am present and I am feeling joy because of this, or I am genuinely upset or hurt because of this, and you're sitting with that emotion and you're allowing yourself to observe how it's making you feel and how it's impacting you, um, that I feel like it's almost like we're breaking out of the game because we're, we're becoming more aware of our, our emotions. We're becoming more in tune with things and we're healing a lot of generational trauma um, by okay. taking those small moments. And really putting that back into the collective grid. Because we're processing these things that people have taken for granted or pushed down or never fully processed. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like getting stuff dumped into my brain as I'm saying this. But I think you get what I mean. Well, I think I'm getting the same thing, which is that as we really acknowledge and take ownership for our feet, oh my God, I'm seeing Oh, it. take ownership. Like that is the second you said that. Take ownership of your... Yes. What I'm seeing is literally people walking around existing in like their own... I'm, I'm going to go with what I'm seeing, you guys. It's ridiculous. They're walking around in their own little blobs of jello. And that jello is sort of the uh, ethereal body and the spiritual body, our aura, whatever, all of the layers that exist on top of us that are part of the larger grid system. And there's frequencies that exist within that jello mold that are just vibrating that come from our generational lineage and these traumas that we've experienced that are encoded in our DNA. And when we don't actively acknowledge, take responsibility for, feel, or release that vibration, Megan, this is coming from you. I don't think this is even me. Uh, when it's existing in that, that sphere, in that space, then when we don't acknowledge it and own it and take responsibility, we project it onto our external reality, which allows it to continue to have a resonance. Whereas if we 
see it and go, oh, hey, this frequency is in my jello mold blob. <laughs> and, <laughs> I can see it so clearly too. It's orange in my mind. And it's like, uh, and if I want to release it, if I don't want it to be in my experience anymore, I'm going to create an opening and I'm going to allow this thing to move through. And we talked about this before, but we're not in this episode, but where I've gotten stuck in the past is a lot of times I personally can create that opening and allow the space for release. But what the real, oh my gosh, bang my head up against a wall problem is, is as you, it's not a problem, I make it into one, as you release, you feel it, you experience it, you, you, you live in the totality of that thing in that moment so it can be released. But so many of us back away out of fear in that moment because it's physically, emotionally, and mentally uncomfortable. As you're saying that, I'm... I'm feeling because you're talking about facing these these darker things and and really going through the emotions and the the spectrum of how you feel when you make these big changes or realizations or process these heavy emotions. And as you're saying that, I can genuinely feel the struggle that we are experiencing as a collective because we're all rapidly going through a lot of this um, things that would have normally taken people years or taking people days. Um to go like to come online or to go through a process. And I'm just feeling this immense sadness and it's, it's like a relief. It's like when you have a good cathartic cry, but I can feel it when you're talking about that. Oh, this is, is it's, it in it's just a, such a big feeling. Yeah. Do you feel it in the throat space? Because what I've noticed is I, um, it's huge. It's such a huge feeling. Yeah, it's definitely within like the throat chakra is I think where a lot of us are struggling. Yes. Because we're opting to authentically be ourselves and it's so hard and, and a lot of it's about speaking your truth and setting your boundaries. It's so hard. And I think that uh, another thing that can be really difficult is so much of this, so much of this, guys, doesn't exist anymore. Like the trauma that I'm clearing is no longer in my experience. I have wonderful relationships with people who are supportive and incredible and loving. And the vibrations that are existing in my energetic field <laughs> do not reflect my current reality because I still have these old loops happening that, uh, you know, room for release is being made, but then that's what happens is you get stuck and then you project onto your external reality that thing that may have related to something that happened when you were two years old and it gets very confusing because you want to make it about what's happening right now, but it's not about what's happening right now. And we really need to make room for everybody that we love that's experiencing this to just not be okay sometimes and know that it has nothing to do with what they're, what's going on in their life right now. It has to do with feelings not felt however long ago. You are absolutely right. We have to. Um, I I just keep picturing now that we've we've gone into the Jello thing. Um, I want to do now that we've brought it up a meditation where I'm going through and like I'm exploring my Jello and I'm walking around. I'm seeing how it tastes. I'm seeing where blockages are. What you know? How is it vibrating over here? Does this place need to be healed? Is there anything I need to clear? And like really doing like a Jello clearing. <laughs> I love that. And I think that just by having that visualization of it actually being jello 
kind of makes it more tangible for something like it's something that's already there. It's just, you know, something that's always been there, but something about the jello really makes me <laughs> love it. Well, and be I able to see it clearly. I can expand on that too for people who are resonating with this jello because I'm such a visual person. I'm an emotional and visual person, even though I repress most of my emotions. But um, what I'm seeing is the jello mold. And then at different layers of that jello mold, imagine you had a, you know, a Y axis, something that, um, wait, I'm getting my X and Y axis is mixed up here, but along, uh, along like slices of that jello mold, imagine that there are songs that are trapped in those certain layers and that each song represents a very specific feeling or emotion tied to a certain point in time. And some of those songs, like I know some songs that take me back to some of the happiest moments of my life. And I know others that take me back to painful moments that I still want to hold on to because they serve me as a lesson. And then some take me back to places that were horrifying and traumatizing and uh, not helpful to still carry. So that's what we really want to focus on is where are those frequencies and vibrations um, starting to eat away at that jello and create projections on your reality that don't match who you really are at your core. Something that I'm seeing when you say that is I'm thinking about those core wounds, those things that we've held on to that we've solidified as part of our identity or that are impacting us in ways that we don't even understand. And I'm thinking about, because you said the layers and it popped in my head about how when it's a newer thing or something that's like not held as dearly to us, it's still like that loose jello. It's like when you first set it, you know, and it's that liquidus just starting to form and it's easier to clear that. But when it's an older thing, it's like that skin, that thick skin, like you left the jello in the fridge uncovered for two weeks and it's firm, it's hard, it's difficult to clear. Oh, and, and then painful to make a room for yeah. yeah. But you know how you could easily get rid of it is to provide some warmth. <gasps> warmth and love and accept it. And it might make it easier to process. Yeah, would it it wouldn't make the opening any easier necessarily, but it would make the release less. Painful yeah. because it would just be wow this to me now I'm seeing the difference between a mother that has a um natural birth versus one that gets a um what do they call it a uh C-section? A, a cesarean no, a, no when you're induced like nothing that there's zero wrong with being induced oh. into- <laughs> yeah, what happens is so my friend is uh she's like a She's not literally a doctor, but she might as well be. She knows so much and she knows so much about um, uh, babies. She has two. And she explained to me, I don't know if this is true because I did zero fact check on it, but um, that when you're induced, the, the natural hormones that are released in your body when you're about to have a baby, allow your hips to sort of widen and your, and your uh, like pelvis to soften something mm-hmm. like those lines and it just gets your body prepared. And when you're induced, your body doesn't necessarily have the time to go through that process. So it can be more aggressive in the actual delivery process because instead of it being natural, there's this uh, external hormone that, you know, uh, is similar to the one that we would produce, but it just 
progesterone or whatever. And then the baby just can be pushed out kind of more harshly than it, than it would be otherwise, you know? Um, so what would be the equivalent then of that for us? Like, how do we allow, well, you said warmth and love compassion, probably. Yeah. Warmth, love, compassion, um, being kind with yourself, even if it's a difficult thing and understanding that sometimes it's, it's hard and you have to, you're going to fall back into patterns and you're going to repeat those cycles and it's going to continue to impact you. But I just really feel like if you have that forgiveness within yourself and allow yourself to feel your feelings. That's probably number one. Yeah. Allowing yourself to feel your feelings. Oh my gosh. And I forgot, I did pull, um, Oracle cards on this too. And what I got was a uh, new moon, new beginnings. We're in eclipse season right now too. So I feel like that's amplified bigger picture, trust the universe to paint the bigger picture and citrine goal setting, abundance, and positive energy, which is, I mean, that's bananas. That's exactly everything we're talking about. <laughs> so I am, um, looking down at the cards that I had pulled and one of them was the earth card. And, <laughs> um, it's, it's literally like a jello blob. I have to send you a picture of this. Oh my gosh. I love that. So my reading was, um, only Oracle cards and the big message that I was getting from it. So everyone around you is a mirror and you are looking at yourself through the lens of everyone else. And they're projecting things onto you and versions of yourself onto you that aren't necessarily in line with who you are currently. And you're doing the same thing to them. And you're learning lessons through the experience of yourself as, from someone else's perspective. And what I'm getting is that it's really important right now to separate yourself and try to determine in those moments, um, is this truly who I am in this moment? Am I being genuine to myself? Am I being authentic? Or is this a, a past version of myself or someone else's perception of who I am that I am integrating into my being? It's uh, what I'm getting a lot of is that it's, it's just so important right now while we're going through this process to truly Look into your like core being and try to be authentic to yourself because what I'm seeing is that by looking at those mirrors, learning those lessons and accepting yourself for who you are, there's going to be big, big things coming. I see that, um, I mean, we're going to be courageous and we're going to be abundant and the earth is going to come together. And we're going to really be viewing everything through an entirely new lens. And just to, to piggyback on what you said there for all the tarot readers out there, in this spread, like what Megan's talking about, that uh, all of the big, big things that are coming, that's showing up here as the Ace of Swords, the Ace of Pentacles, and the Star. And the world. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> literally, like it doesn't get much bigger than that. The only thing... Uh, yeah, we're not missing any. I mean, the sun card would be great, but big, big things. Can you, I have a question. When you were talking about um, making sure 
that it's not somebody else's oh my gosh my throat chakra is literally blocking up as i'm asking this question personal reading much (laughs) (laughs) that we're not not, um what happens what what can be the misstep there where we fall asleep in regards to what you're talking about so the higher road the one of the um highest timeline is to live in the core to be authentic so that the big big things can come but when we're struggling what aspect of the mirroring can put us to sleep because i think i in particular and a lot of people out there uh, would benefit from learning that mechanism so they can know when it's turned on and off so everyone is trying to figure out how to even put this into words so whenever you are interacting with someone they're in that moment um there are three versions of yourself there is who you are truly like to yourself what your what's inside your brain there's a version of yourself that you project that you want someone else to like how you want them to perceive you and then there's the version of what's actually being perceived by that other party and because in that moment there's so many different things happening and i mean this could be masking or just a general you know thing that happens with everyone and everything that you're doing at all times but if you are allowing yourself to really truly feel like you're leaning into the the version of yourself that you want someone else to see or you're leaning into the version of yourself that they want you to be their version of you whether whether it's like a narcissistic parent and to them you're always the version of yourself that they have the most control over so they treat you that way um, and you integrate those pieces of that and that trauma back into yourself or it could be a coworker or a boss um, it could be a, a partner maybe it's a partner where you're seeing versions of your past partners in them and you're projecting that onto them and then that could potentially put it within to their being because they're they're picking up that energy and there's the energetic flow that you have between every exchange and what you're putting out to them and what they're putting back to you is I hear you I'm really I hear you and I, I hear myself and I feel it but I just cannot well, explain it really the way that job, I would like to what I'm hearing is that there are three I'm learning a lot right now that there are three um things that are happening when we're communicating with another person. Um, There's who you are, there's what you project, and then there's what they perceive. And I literally drew a box around who you are and what you project. And then I circled what they perceive because what somebody perceives is going to be completely dependent on who they also are and what they project and whether or not it's in alignment. And what's really interesting is with us as individuals, the only thing that we have control over in terms of maintaining our alignment and integrity and staying true to our core is making sure that who we are and what we project don't have, that they are, like there's a zero degree separation there, that who we are and what we project are in alignment. And then what other people perceive we from that point, as long as we're being our authentic selves and as long as we're projecting our authentic selves, we can then look at the perceptions of others and see who's projecting their own programming onto us and who's receiving our authentic self, which my guess is would be a cue to us that they ha- are also doing the work of being authentic. 
Yeah, and I want to add that I, I got some clarification on what I was trying to say. And what it really boils down to is that whenever you're having that energetic exchange, if there are pieces of yourself that are false and you're not being authentic and pe there are people projecting their own agenda onto you and that's just that icky interaction where you can feel it, um, that energetic exchange, there can be blockages and there can be resistance and you're not able to fully actually interact or be present with that person in the moment that the way that you would want to necessarily. And when everyone's authentic, that exchange, like if you saw like a tunnel, you know, there's, there's no gunk, there's no, nothing to clear. You're just being authentic. And so, and they're being their authentic self. So that interaction, like you're able to integrate your energies together and achieve greater things together because there's all of that resistance and all of that, that programming and that those projections are able to get through or aren't able wow. to get through because the they don't exist. creative potential would be astronomical because there wouldn't be any blocks or limitations to what you could create, right? Yes, I'm, I'm being in my head. Uh, <laughs> the limitations that we really have are the ones that we put on ourselves. And that even if we were to clear everything out, we would find new limitations because it's like, oh, hey, I can fly now. And then someone suddenly <laughs> decides, but you can't fly in the winter. Oh, my God. And that's just something that you've made up. And I, I'm being told that we're, we're going to continue making our own new limiting beliefs that will adapt. It makes we'll sense work that through we those do too. that though, right? Out of fear of the void, because as someone, um, for anyone that hasn't experienced the void, the void is the place of pre-manifestation energy where everything is, this is my own personal perspective. I, I This is just channeled in what I've experienced. It's, it's all potential, just pure pulsing potential, but nothing is actually in existence, including yourself. So when you go into the void place, in you know meditation or maybe you're using hallucinogenics or you're doing some type of grid work um it can be very very scary because oh, i'm feeling it now it's limitless potential you guys it's literally limitless but because of that there are no bounds which means you're experiencing infinity and if you're experiencing infinity it can be incredibly scary because it doesn't end so for someone that's still in ego-based personality living in a human body to truly have even a moment of comprehending infinity in that way is terrifying. So it makes sense that we would put these limitations on our beliefs as a means of feeling safe. Absolutely. And it's all a self-protection mechanism. And then because we're in these meat suits and we have this human brain and we have this current consciousness and Things. There, there are certain things that we just can never experience in this current incarnation because we literally couldn't handle it <laughs> in our current right. form. Is there, we have to have some structure. I feel like we got so into it in the middle of your reading. Was that the middle of it or was that the whole thing? That was, a, that was generally the message was that big things are coming if we're authentic to ourselves and we're observing those interactions and what version of ourselves we're currently portraying. Because just by being mindful, I understand with work or whatever, if um, you have to have a professional version of yourself where you are a good worker bee or whatever, at least right now for people. And um, those do exist. But if you're able to identify that this isn't who I truly am and this isn't really a reflection of myself, I'm playing this character. It does make a big difference in the 
energetic exchange. I feel like. Usually I've noticed that as well. Just today, actually, I was, or I wasn't able to make a work meeting today happen. And it was so funny because in my ego-based mind, I was, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed that I had scheduled this whole thing that, you know, I'm a systems coordinator. So my job is literally to coordinate these things. And then I was the one person not able to be there. And I had a moment of panic where I almost completely rearranged everything to literally stroke my own ego so that I could make this meeting. And then stepping back and and trying to step back into my authenticity and what's really going on here, I was able to recognize I don't need to be there. There's no reason for me to be there. I'm the coordinator. I coordinate the meeting, but the actual information of the meeting, what needed to happen, had nothing to do with me. So I was able to just step back and be fine with it. But it's so interesting how like the my ego's response was to immediately reschedule everything to serve me so that I wouldn't have to be embarrassed. And that completely defeats the purpose of what's trying to be done. So it, it blocks source from being able to, to move through these different channels that otherwise it would be able to move through. I think that's really important. And it's so wonderful that you were able to like make that observation and make corrections based on it because I, I there are so many times in our day-to-day life where we are unconsciously making these decisions like that where you're projecting your own ego or your own needs onto someone else or desires or wants I'm thinking I just pulled out a deck do you want to pull some cards for like advice or guidance regarding because we just gave out some big information about you know be be authentic live in your truth, stay in integrity, but like how, (laughs) you know, I I guess just do it. Right. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, let's pull some more cards. Do people want ASMR sound on shuffling or do they, (laughs) should I, uh, wow, you guys, I immediately popped out root chakra ground and center and the whole cards are red. It's beautiful. It's from the beyond Lemuria Oracle card deck by Izzy Ivy. Um, Wow. And manifestation. So root chakra. So ground yourself in center and use intention uh, for your manifestations. Know that they are intentional. Like what you're manifesting comes from your intention. I'm going to see. Okay. Talk about divine. This guidance is so clear. You guys literally so there's only however many chakras, right? Seven chakras in this in this deck. I pulled in this deck of many, many cards and out came exactly what we're talking about. Root chakra, ground yourself, ground and center. Sacral chakra, core of creation. With the sacral chakra came out the manifestation card. And that's where we manifest from. So literally manifesting our desires. And then after that came throat chakra, express your truth. So it's a literal sequential message of ground yourself in your core and in your center. So so the advice, I said, well, what's the advice? How do you do it? I would say, according to these cards, the advice is start where you are and start communicating with the earth in a way that makes sense to you so that you can really ground yourself to it and understand that you're part of a larger ecosystem that will remove blocks that will allow your sacral to open up and start to manifest in ways that you previously weren't able to. And once you start to see 
the fruits of that labor and the actual manifestations coming into your existence that are more in tune with your alignment, you're going to feel more, wow, this is such a strong message. You're going to feel more comfortable speaking your, this is huge. You're going to feel more comfortable speaking your truth because the reason, okay, this is a channeled message. That's the take home from my perspective on this end with these cards. The reason so many of us are not speaking our truth right now, the reason so many of us are masking right now is because we don't understand that the place that we operate from is allowing us to surround ourselves with people that we are not a resonant match to people that, um, you know, the jello mold is not happy <laughs> with what, what it's being hit with. So it doesn't feel good. It's not comfortable. And when you're not comfortable with the energy that's coming at you, you're certainly not going to be comfortable opening up and being vulnerable. So having that sequential, you know, starting with the grounding and then opening up and starting to manifest people around you that are more like-minded, then you can really open up your throat chakra and speak your truth in a way that's vulnerable where you're safe and protected by a community that understands you and loves you and accepts you. I also saw when you were talking about that, how if you are, um, your energy field, your jello mold um, outside of yourself is at the same vibration as someone else who has their jello mold at the same vibration, um, that you're able to literally like walk past each other and for a moment it's all one, but then once you walk past, you're able to like cleanly separate and because that vibration matches and it doesn't have to be the exact same frequency, but it matches. Um, so you're compatible, but whenever you have those hard, that hard skin that we, like we were talking about on the outside and maybe someone else is a little bit mushier or they've got like spikes in theirs. And um, when you walk past and you're having that energetic exchange, it literally hurts and it's more difficult to walk past them. Have you experienced that? I've definitely experienced that. Wow. Oh, yeah. So um, from my reading, which I was doing on mute earlier, <laughs> um, for how we can um, integrate this, how we can you know, actually implement this into our lives, um, I used the um, Work for Light deck. I have the Sisterhood of the Rose card, which immediately to me felt so beautiful because it was about finding community. Um, you know, that it's easier to process this. It's easier to do it whenever you have a support system. So um, if we're struggling and we're trying to do something or we're trying to identify our patterns or we are just really fucking going through it, find that support system, that community. Rely on them. It's okay not to be okay. Um, and I think that's really important. I'm also getting the um, Akasha, so... Your guidance is divinely guided. And uh, I think that for me says to have faith in yourself and have faith in what's happening and trust because what's happening right now isn't just random. You know, you're, as you practice, as you do more, you're going to see that like, you're going to be able to separate like this wasn't this bottle of water that's sitting next to me. Um, I didn't just happen to find it on the floor. I found it because I needed it. I needed that drink of water and I didn't even know it. And then I'm getting leap. So um, you go first, the universe will catch you, which is so in line with everything that we've been getting that it's all a big leap. Um, and you have to recognize that it is scary. It's a big leap, 
but that something's coming and it's really going to catch and support all of us. Huge. I, I can't believe how in alignment both of our readings were together because that over on my end is supported by the uh, king of the king of wands and the two of wands, which is exactly that adventure in inward and outward exploration, which is the leap essentially like looking at things from a bigger perspective and taking risks in the way that we view ourselves. And I think ultimately the biggest risk, right? Oh my gosh. Ooh, ew. Cringe, cringe, cringe. The biggest risk is being us. <laughs> I know it's Every the worst, right? Talk about that. Like how like <laughs> gross. Oh my God. Ew, gross. You have to be authentic. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. We're here with you. Yeah, that you. performing is beat, man. It sucks. I think that's a lot, though. Um, I hope that you guys felt this the same way that we felt it, and I hope that it helped you. I feel it's so wild because we haven't even released this yet. We haven't even actually like officially put this out there. But sometimes when we're talking, it's like I can feel people, like something clicking for them, like the collective because time isn't real. I mean, it's, it's already happened and it's still yeah, happening. Hugely. And I want to say I was feeling the same um, when we were talking specifically about, um, well, this Ace of Swords, when uh, you and I were both talking about being able to slice through that programming once you recognize that who you are and how you project yourself is your responsibility and that you're in complete control over that, that you can create people that are more of a resonant match with you and that you have zero control over how people perceive what your projection is, but also not to take it personally, because a lot of times the reason they're not perceiving you in your own alignment is because they themselves are not in alignment. So you can literally just take that, recognize it and go, okay, so, so, you know, Jimmy John over here isn't seeing me for me right now because he has his own stuff going on. I'm not going to be upset with him for that. I'm going to make space and hold him in love as long as he's not, you know, being abusive to me in one way or another or negatively impacting my energy. But meanwhile, those over here who do see me for me, I know that they are also practicing their own alignment. So it's really, and then these, the other thing that I felt that we both felt so strongly is you guys, whoever is listening to this right now, Whatever that passion project or dream is that you've been thinking about for a very long time that you have yet to implement into the world because there's some sort of fear or anxiety about it, maybe literally put that thing aside for a minute and go have some sort of adventure, whatever that looks like. Because once you get into the flow of creativity and fun and adventure, you can come back with these new eyes where you can take the thing that you want to do and have it not be part of the old narrative of quote unquote work. Instead, it's something you're offering to the collective. And then there's just an equal and opposite energy exchange, which is what you're talking about, Megan. Yes, absolutely. Please go do, do it. Do it. Do your thing, guys. Please go do whatever it is. <laughs> I actually wrote that down twice. Do it, do it, I wrote do it. that down twice in, in the journal here. Um, uh, I was like, any more messages from Spirit? And all I got was, now is the time. Now is the time with exclamation points. That was it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, now's the time. It is. Now is the time. 
So um, is there anything else you think you want to cover? No, I think that was pretty heavy energy and really intense. And I think that a lot of, I feel people getting it. I do too. And it's so crazy. And uh, it's a new experience for us. Thank you for being open, you guys. Thank you for really hearing us and letting it resonate and like picturing what we're talking about in your mind's eyes. So all this stuff is very yes thank you guys so much sincerely so um if you happen to want to work with me and um, you can find me at megaruski.com and you can also check out the woo community if you wanted to share your gifts or if you were looking for someone to help you work through whatever block it is find that community like we were talking about yeah, if you want to work with me, I'm an intuitive counselor. You can book with me at lissarosecounseling.com. You can find me at Instagram, all things woo. And then I'm also a retreat co re retreat coordinator. That's hard to say <laughs> for the stillness retreat. And we uh, host retreats all over. Uh, go find us at stillnessretreat.com. I hope that you guys are all having a wonderful day today. Blessings, everybody. Bye.